1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Aaron Anderson at Eric Goodman. Mace is on vacation this week. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we are giving away 100 bucks to Optimum Golf in the Park Hill or Rhino neighborhoods. I've been there many times to a hit. Uh, My daughter takes lessons with Kyle. I've gone with friends to their virtual bay. It's a great setup. You can play Torrey Pines. You can play pretty much any course in the world if you want to. They can adjust the wind for you when you play. If you want it to be like sunshine, if you want it to be overcast, the technology is just fantastic. Also, as we get into the golf season, now is a perfect time to get your custom-fit, custom-built clubs at Optimum Golf. They will totally take care of you. You can also play in leagues. They have tournaments, host a private party. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. And right now we're giving away 100 bucks. First caller, 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340. Time now for the lead.
0: The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, uh, so the Rams just won
1: the Super Bowl. And not surprisingly, when you win the Super Bowl, your coaching staff tends to get gutted. And Nathaniel Hackett, has gone in and started gutting Sean McVay's coaching staff. From what we understand, the new defensive coordinator will be Aero Evero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Stooks will be the special teams coach. And Marcus Dixon is expected to become the new D-line coach, all coming from the Super Bowl champion Rams. With that, how much of at all does it matter to you That these three guys just won a Super Bowl does it give them any more credibility, despite them being first-time coordinators or a position coach.
2: I think it's great that you've got coaches that can whip out a Super Bowl ring and say, hey, guys, if you come with me, we're going to win one of these things. But there's a part of me that wonders, look, if you're Shelby Harris and there's a kid who's barely older than you are telling you what to do on the D-line when you've been playing football, a lot longer than this individual's been coaching. Right. And they're a part of Shelby Harris going, wait a minute, what do you really know? I mean, Jerry Glanville once said NFL stands for not for long. These guys have an opportunity to show what they can do, but mm-hmm. at this point, you know, their resume is is basically they were a part of a coaching staff. They weren't the leads. They weren't the coordinators. Right. I understand you have to start somewhere. Right. And in Matt LaFleur's playbook was Let's Hire Young Guys and Sean McVay, same thing. And we know Shanahan's a young guy there in San Francisco. I, I get where the league is going, but there's a part of me wondering how this is going to work. Now, what I will say, the fact that the Broncos have Bill Kolar hanging around and they brought in Dom Capers, right. I think is going to solidify things because you've got football minds there. At least you could say, hey, look. Lean on them. The times get tough. Right. These are guys who've been through this before, right? These are sage football minds. But right. there's a part of me going, hey, out with the old, in with the new is one thing, but I mean, there's a lot of guys here who ha- don't have skins on the wall, as John Fox would say.
1: Uh, Watts. Is it Burt Watts? Burt Watts, I mm-hmm. believe, will be the Broncos' new outside linebacker coach. He was with Hackett and Evro at UC Davis. Yes. Quickly, quickly, uh, the Broncos are becoming UC Davis East, and you are a graduate I'm an alum. of UC Davis. Can I? Uh, can I walk you through just a little bit of the history? I don't want to bore people. Nothing would, would get me more excited than to hear about the history well, of the University of California, and, and Davis. I'll make Wait,
2: this very that sarcasm? Concise. I'll make this very concise. UC Davis, back in the 70s and 80s, became a Division II football powerhouse. There was a head coach by the name of Jim Soker that Al Davis tried to hire as offensive coordinator to work with John Madden. If he, if he was a good coach, would they call him Super Soker? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Uh, by the way, he that is- deserved a
1: rim shot, Danny. That was a good one. And you weren't even paying attention. No, I was not. Okay. Soaker
2: is in the college football. <laughs> That's hall our producer. Of fame.
1: That's our producer, Danny. You weren't paying attention. No, I wasn't.
2: Soaker is in the college football hall of fame. Paul Hackett, Nathaniel's father, coached underneath him. Chris Peterson, the Boise State head coach, former UW head coach, played at Davis, started his coaching career there. Mike Bellotti, mm-hmm. former Oregon coach, started there. Dan Hawkins. Currently is the UC Davis coach. He started the whole Boise State juggernaut. Rich Scangarello yep. also was at UC Davis. Two different stints. Yeah, there's by my math there's three coaches outside of Nathaniel Hackett that somehow evolved from this tiny little school outside of Sacramento. That's kind of my Davis UC Davis story. But yep. you know the, the the fact that he's brought in guys that he knows. I think it makes sense. You want continuity. Yeah. But again, going back to what I said before, man, you need to have some people at least who've been there, I think, and and people you can lean on.
1: Right. No, I I would totally agree with you. By the way, I'll give you a smaller college. Go ahead. That might be just as successful. Mm -hmm. The college is called John Carroll University, and that uh, has been a hotbed for guys going into the NFL. Uh,
2: And I'm trying to pay is that... Pennsylvania, where is John Carroll? You I know. believe
1: it's in Ohio. Ohio, okay. Yep. It is in Ohio. Uh Nick Casario, mm-hmm. former GM, now currently the Texans GM, came from the Patriots organization. Was um he he's had a long history in this league. Josh McDaniels from from that school as well. Uh you also have Greg Roman, Ravens offensive offensive coordinator so small schools can do well. I'll take I'll I'll say one thing. Dan Hawkins did not build Boise State, not to correct you. It was Chris Peterson's team. Well, Dan, Dan Hawkins was nothing more than a mouthpiece. I he will say was this. Harold Hill slinging <laughs> trombones and tubas to young impressionable parents thinking that their kids could play in a band.
2: Does does Peterson go to Boise State of Hawkins isn't there? Probably not. Give him a little credit, no? I mean, granted.
1: So he hired his brains.
2: He, he may have. Yeah. But he certainly gets a little bit of a, a high five for that. But but go ahead. Way to diminish my UC Davis. No. The pride of UC Davis on a Monday Super Bowl. Right. Super Bowl Monday for Pete's sake.
1: Right. Well, they, you you were profound in the previous segment, so we know that education okay. paid off well, well see for if I you. can come
2: up with something else.
1: Uh, so Hackett seems to be hiring guys who have very strong ties to him mm-hmm. personally and professionally. It's a young staff comprised of more than a few college coaches. Their new, uh, what is the quality control guy? I believe he was recently a high school coach. I I'm, I'm glad that they have Dom capers on the staff. I'm glad. That they have hired someone to be their coach of coaches who just came from the Green Bay Packers. The guys he has hired have a strong pedigree. Mm-hmm. And either this is going to blow up spectacularly, or I think it's going to become a blueprint for what teams do moving forward with new head coaches, because this is a copycat league. What Nathaniel Hackett is doing. Uh, he's a first-time head coach, mm-hmm. as a first-time offensive coordinator, a first-time defensive coordinator, a first-time special teams coach, a guy out of high school, and a bunch of, and a couple of college guys. I'm not, I'm not suggesting this is going to be the wave of the future, but Nathaniel Hackett's trying to reinvent the wheel here. I'm not suggesting he's not going to be able to do it, but I think it is fair to say he's reinventing the wheel, isn't it?
2: You know what this is? This is a, a case study. I mean, we we, right. just, we don't have any idea which, which way this is going to go. Yep. You know, on paper, you're, you're looking at the hires and you're going, okay, so he went to school with this guy or he played football with this guy or maybe they coached for a couple years somewhere. I'm with you where, yeah, I think this league is trying to reinvent itself continuously, and, and I get all that. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's it's kind of reminds me, you remember when, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon won the Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. I do, and in the, how do you
1: like them apples?
2: And in the 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 post Oscar press conference, they look like two little kids who had no idea what they just done, and I just wonder how things are going to look. First day of training camp, when you have all these young guys trot out there, and you've got all these veterans, and it's like, man, guess what? Now you need to lead, and uh, we're going to find out what this coaching staff is made out of very very early, and if there's no Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Or, uh, you know, uh, Matt Ryan, if if there isn't a veteran quarterback and you've got a bunch of kids leading kids, who knows where this goes, Eric? This this could be a, a, a very different conversation next year at this time.
1: This is the one thing that concerns me, although it's not an overriding concern. This reminds me a little bit of what John Embry did at Colorado when he was hired. He hired his buddies and some of his former teammates. One of which was Eric Biannimi. And another one was Canavis McGee. Mm -hmm. With that, and I believe there were a couple of other guys that had strong ties to Embry. And that blew up in spectacular fashion. It was a train wreck on so many different levels. And Embry was criticized for hiring his guys. Hackett's hiring his guys, and there's nothing wrong with hiring guys that you know well mm-hmm. and you feel that you can work well with, but that's the downfall. If things go south, people are going to say you hired a bunch of inexperienced guys. Yeah, they know football, but you, you're, you're giving jobs to guys who have never had that job before in the most important positions. You're three coordinators, and then also you're a head coach, and you're a first-time guy as, guy as well. When I heard about Dom Capers, I was like, good.
2: Thank, I'm thankfully, not, yes. Yeah,
1: I'm not suggesting, well, now finally there's an adult in the room. I'm not suggesting that. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that at all. But I want to go back to a prior point that you made, and then we got to hit a break. Mm. Um, and that was about the age of some of these guys. The offensive coordinator for the Broncos is the same age as Aaron Rodgers if he comes here. Nathaniel Hack is one of the oldest guys on the team, I believe, at 42. Mm-hmm. But if you can relate to guys, and I believe Nathaniel Hackett can, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Sean McVay just became the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl. Very true. And Andrew Whitworth might have cavities older than him. Right? And there's some other older guys on that team or guys close to that age. I'm not as concerned about that, about the age. Kyle Shanahan's not an old guy. Um, uh, and uh the head coach of the Bengals, Zach Taylor, he's not an old guy either. Mm-hmm. as lo- As long as you're relatable, I think that's what matters. But you have to have some chops as well.
2: And we're going to find out if these guys do have chops. I mean, I I think na- from what we saw from Nathaniel Hackett, I'm not worried about him. But but what I do worry about is, and it, maybe age isn't the right way to attack it, Eric. Yeah, maybe maybe it's it's experience between. You know the trenches, working with guys when you're in the midst of a losing streak and that sort of a thing. Right. And I think, you know, time's going to tell. I mean, you and I can sit here and pontificate all day. Right. We don't know how this is going to lay out until you know these guys start working with players and we start to to hear about how things are coming together. But man, this is uh, in in some ways you look at it and you think, man, uh, George Payton is throwing caution to the wind. Yeah. The other way to look at it is, hey, George Payton got a guy. Uh, got the guy to take over as head coach and said, you know what, I trust you, put the team in place, and I'm going to let you work. I, I trust Peyton's decision-making. I, I do. Yeah, and I do too. Yep. And, and we can talk a little bit later about, you know, kind of the quarterbacks that he's looking at via free agency or, you know, draft right. trades, whatnot. But right. I, I think that's one of the, at least for me, and, uh, you know, trying not to sound like a sports fan, but I think for me that that's the one a uh, piece of this puzzle that I think takes a lot of pressure off of Nathaniel Hackett. I think George Payton's going to put players around him to be successful. Um, Whereas he, I don't believe John Elway helped um, Vic Fangio in that same way.
1: Well, George Payton did because it's Vic Fangio who wanted Fuller, mm-hmm. right? He wanted Callahan. Now, granted, Callahan was already with the team, right? And uh, that that was an Elway decision. But I think Payton gave Vic what Vic wanted, and it just didn't work out. Coming up after the break, Bengals AFC champs just played for the Super Bowl, but are they the team to beat in the AFC next year with guys like Mahomes and Allen and Herbert and Jackson and Trevor Lawrence in the division or the conference? We'll talk about that next
0: New Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har mazda Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew. Uh-huh. Discussing that take my time.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail. Wholesale. Go to RMFP.com. Also on Twitter. At Aaron Anderson. He is filling in for Mace today who is in Disneyland. <laughs> For the rest of the week. In the meantime. Want to tell you about Windfall Brewing Company. In the Orchard Town Center. This place is so stinking awesome. Let's start with this. They're a brewery. They have 17 craft brews on tap. All right, that's just for starters. You like beer? That's a place to go just for that reason alone. Their scratch kitchen is outstanding. I've had so much off their menu. They have a hand butchered ribeye. With a cabernet mushroom demi-glace. So it's not just like bar food. This is upscale. It's an upscale menu. The Baja Fish Tacos, absolutely love those. They have a double-stacked smash burger. Everything is really good on this menu. They make their breads fresh every day as well. Now, they also have, and, and this will be appealing to you, Ern. Okay. They have an 80s-style arcade room. They have 23 pinball machines, Pac-Man. They have all the games that we remember Mm. As kids, they have golden tea as well. They have ultra buck hunt. So they have some newer arcade games, but the older stuff that I like to do. So it has everything under one roof. Craft brews, scratch kitchen, tons of fun. You gotta go to Windfall Brewing Company. They're the hot spot to be in the Orchard Town Center. Time now for the buzz. <laughs>
0: The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge, or go to rmfp.com. Okay, so I just got totally lost
1: in the rundown. What do you think of that? Do you have anything up on your computer where you can help me out? I
2: sure do. We were going to talk about uh, the 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 teams to beat in the AFC.
1: Well done. It's it, it you know what you should replace Mace right now. Because, well, I, I am today. No, I mean permanently because when I uh, if I ever get lost in the rundown, he has no idea where we're at.
2: It's because he's he's trying to find a coupon at Disneyland. You know how expensive Disneyland is, Eric.
1: I've, I've it's ridiculous. I've, I don't
2: want to go. And Mace I, and Mace I, is. Every day he's sitting here just right. trying to to find out a, a way to make this work because right. there's no way to even budget that. I'll tell you why I don't want to wish him well.
1: I'll tell you why I don't want to go to Disneyland or Disney World. I don't want some mother or father's stroller that their toddler is in clipping my ankles. Mm. That's why I don't want to go there. I'm afraid that I'm gonna leave there with a ruptured Achilles.
2: <laughs> Several people do, probably every each and every day.
1: Are the Bengals the team to beat in the AFC?
2: Uh, I think Mahomes, any team with Mahomes on it is going to be the team to beat. I, right. I still think that KC is going to be that team people are gunning for. But look, as we talked about, the Bengals have a lot of cap space, got a young squad, they've got draft picks, they got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. They're not too far behind them. But I, I really do think the Bills are going to have their day too. Right. So, you know, if I had to rank them right now, let's not forget, I you know, I, I know that, you know, Tom Brady's not there. And I know that, you know, we're talking about a Mac Jones quarterback who's you know, kind of starting to feel himself, find his legs, that sort of thing. I think at some point in the the near future, we're going to see New England kind of back in that seat, mm-hmm. uh, taking command of that uh, AFC East. So I, for my money, I'd say Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, and then kind of the, the Patriots are that number four for me.
1: Okay. I'm going to make a comparison to a, a decade or so ago. With what I believe we are seeing now. Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady. Okay. Josh Allen is Peyton Manning. Mm. And Joe Burrow is Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not comparing their games. I'm comparing them as to how successful they were in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mahomes will go to the most Super Bowls, like Brady. Manning went to Mm 4-1-2. That is Josh Allen. And Joe Burrow will be the Ben Roethlisberger. He went to a couple, won a couple, and I think in the pecking order, Mahomes will go to more. Allen will go to the second most, mm-hmm. and then you will have Burrow going to the th- you know third most, whatever it is. And by the way, we have not factored in Lamar Jackson. We have not factored in Herbert. Mm-hmm. We have not factored in what Trevor Lawrence might become, and we also haven't factored in
2: Aaron Rodgers with the Broncos. Right right good point good point
1: right now top four teams in the afc right now knowing Rodgers is not on this roster so
2: we're assuming Rodgers leaves garoppolo no no leaves. no
1: no no afc okay we're assuming that Rodgers is not on the broncos roster yes. right now yes, yes, so rank the teams you afc go, afc you go chiefs first i'm guessing
2: oh yeah no no, no. it'd be a uh, chiefs bills Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. Whoa. I think the Bengals are a better team top to bottom. And I know that the Bills had the best defense in the league. I just think that Bengals team, front office-wise, is better built to be a good team for a little bit longer right now. I think they're just finding themselves. I really think there's a lot of upside in that that franchise. Well,
1: if they can improve their offensive line like the Chiefs did this last offseason, then I am certainly more of a believer. Now throw Aaron Rodgers into the mix. How do you rank him if he's a Bronco?
2: uh Broncos would be, they'd be a four. Really, they'd be a four right now.
1: I put them higher than that.
2: Really? Yeah. You think they're 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 better than a Bills team with the number one defense in the league, and Josh Allen at quarterback? Well, better than a Bengals team that just made it to the Super Bowl two years after winning two games.
1: Let me ask you something. You just said that the Bengals are are, are better equipped. Than the Bills. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take the Bengals over a team that has Josh Allen and the number one defense in the league?
2: I said long-term, yeah.
1: Well, I'm talking next year. Uh, now, we're not going I five would. years out.
2: I would. Next year? I would. Because I think number one position.
1: De- number one defense in the league, uh-huh. and arguably one of the most electric quarterbacks in the game.
2: I, I get it. I hear you. Yep. Talking about a team that has a lot of flexibility to maneuver under the cap. Yep to 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 replenish that offensive line that so badly needs to be looked at yep. to draft players to fill positions i i just from what i saw this bengal's team i really think this could be something and who knows maybe in a year you you laugh at me but i i just there's something about burrow that i, I really like as a quarterback uh and don't get me wrong josh allen is uh, incredibly fun to watch he reminds me of john elway just a gunslinger
1: right don't compare him to john elway
2: sort of no however no
1: no you no no hold on you're insulting Josh Allen. You're insulting Josh You're
2: Allen. You're insulting John
1: Elway, for Pete's sake. You're insulting Josh Allen. In Broncos Allen. country? Who, who is a more athletically gifted quarterback? John Elway or Josh Allen? John Elway. Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Um, I don't remember. Which
2: sport could, could Josh Allen play outside of football?
1: I am not talking. Because
2: you remember the Yankees were ready to make him their right fielder, right? I am not. You just said athlete. Okay. Did you not?
1: I said athlete on the football field. Mm. I'm not talking about. Are you a good handball player? Okay. Okay. As who is better at running with the ball? Who th- who who had a better arm? Josh Allen than John
2: Elway? Yeah, you're out of your mind. Okay. Okay. I'll t- I'll take Josh Allen. Put it. I would agree with you. If Who's you were better right?
1: running with the ball? Uh, you at know what? six foot five, six foot six, I, nearly impossible to tackle.
2: I, and John Elway didn't beat
1: people with his legs. Uh, he did. I would take. Uh, listen, you got to understand. I'm the guy who said the day after Patrick Mahomes' first start mm-hmm. that he'd be better than John Elway, and he is, and it's not close. It's not close. Uh, hey, uh, I'm not getting on a
2: horse because I have. I tell no you pun what, intended. We're going to continue Hors, this. We're, we're, sunglasses. No,
1: no, we will continue this in the next segment. I'd love because this is a conversation that we should have. Let's do it. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At RN Anderson. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at TheOptimumGolf.com.
1: Okay, let's just continue the conversation. You have the floor. Tell me why John Elway is more physically gifted than Josh Allen. Uh,
2: physically gifted as a quarterback or yep. physically gifted? I mean, John Elway just won, I want to say it was uh, an award in California, which was, and this goes back before. This isn't the about Broncos. playing golf or no, but baseball. I'm giving you on some a range fo- on here. On a football field. He was the greatest high school athlete in the state of California, okay. period. This is a guy who was recruited not only in football, but in baseball. I'm talking talking football. No, no, I'm getting there. I don't care if he
1: played cricket. I'm
2: getting there. Football. This guy had Major League Baseball potential in high school. Great. Right? Right. Came to the NFL out of Stanford. Terrific. Played for a terrible team. Great. Ends up here in Denver where we all know what he did. Yeah. But for you to say Josh Allen Mm -hmm. is a better athlete than John Elway, he's bigger. Yep. Better athlete than John Elway? Uh,
1: as far as based on-,
2: on what, I have no idea. John I'm- Elway, eight number one. Yep. John Elway's in the Hall of Fame. Is Josh Allen a Hall of Famer yet? I don't think he qualifies. No, yet. but my
1: my point is this: Is Pat Mahomes in the Hall of Fame? Th- this is, is a Patrick guy. Mar- is Tom Brady? This is in the, a is guy. Is Tom Brady if, if in the if Hall of Fame? You say
2: John Elway. Is, what do you think people think about here? They think about a guy with a rocket arm, not only here but all, all across uh, the the country. Okay. I've worked. He's revered as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Of course, he is. Where
1: did you come from before you came to Denver? Uh, I. What difference does that? Are you make? from here? No, I'm not. Where are you from? I grew up in Northern California. i worked go. all over the country. As have I. And what I'm saying is Elway is revered as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but he's not top five on most people's lists. Let's go back to this conversation about arm strength. Fine. Uh, do you play Madden? Do I play Madden? Yeah, you play Madden. Uh, I played Tecmo Bowl, and Dexter Manley was the best player. What difference does that make? I'm asking because just according to Madden, Josh Allen's—and I don't play Madden. His arm strength is 99. It's the highest you can go Mm. of any player in the NFL. One of his teammates—one of his teammates—
2: You're going on a grade for a computer video game as some sort of a—to fortify your argument?
1: One of his teammates said he believes Josh Allen can throw the ball 100 yards. I
2: saw a Michael Vick commercial where you threw a football out of a stadium. What difference does that make? Yeah, uh, I w-
1: don't tell me about the Elway cross. That's I'm going to fa- tell you about the Elway cross. Is there an
2: Allen cross?
1: Uh- I don't know if it's Are there stories about, about
2: Allen breaking receivers' fingers?
1: Is, is there? Are there? Mark
2: sh- Jackson used to talk
1: on this. Here, should we I call
2: him and ask him about this? Listen,
1: I don't have to call Mark Jackson for starters. I know Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. so I don't need to call him. Okay. What I'm saying is, if you ever
2: talk to John? I could. I could tell you Mark right about now. John I could
1: tell you right now. I would much rather stand in front of John Elway and catch a pass than one from Vince He's Evans. He's
2: sixty-something years old. I'm What's talking he about do right there, now.
1: Just because you have a strong arm doesn't mean You're accurate, does it? So now, John Elway wasn't an accurate passer. No. Okay. No, not by anybody's metric. Even when you when you take pass stats and errors, he was not considered an accurate passer. Mm -hmm. And an accurate passer wouldn't have 300 touchdowns and 223 interceptions. And oh, by the way, when it comes to running the ball. Josh Allen is a load to take down at 6'5 and 240. And he and you said, what's his 40 time? I would you like to know? It's 4.63. Hmm. And Gil Brandt, who's a revered talent evaluator, would you agree with that? Sure, That's, Eric. For your
2: argument say go ahead.
1: Well, I think Gil Brandt has some pretty good chops as a talent evaluator. Wouldn't you agree? He said Elway would probably in his prime run about a five. Okay. So faster is Allen. Okay. Bigger, stronger, harder to bring down, and a rocket for an arm. Could be. Allen's almost—you you, watched the Bills, right? Of course I did. Allen's almost impossible to bring down. Is that fair to say?
2: I, I don't think he's Ben, Roethlisberger,
1: ben but, Roethlisberger, but I
2: think he certainly poses a threat for the defense. Ben Roethlisberger,
1: legs, sure. when he's standing in the pocket, is hard to bring down. You put Josh Allen on the move, and he's really hard to bring down. You're going to need a police
2: escort. I don't get, get home tonight. No, I was saying something so ridiculous that Josh Allen has a stronger arm than John Elway. He that's, does.
1: That's unbelievable. He does. Okay. I, I don't, I don't need an, an escort. Uh, I don't live by the word of Broncos fans about John Elway. I watched him growing up. He's an excellent quarterback. He's not even the best quarterback to put on a Broncos Jersey. More or less. The best quarterback to ever put on a Broncos Jersey is Peyton Manning. Hmm. Not John Elway. Got news for you. Mm. John Elway is the most important sports figure in the history of this state. He is the most revered, and rightfully so, important person with the Broncos organization. If you had one game to win, taking Manning all day. You're taking Manning in 2015 over Elway? How about 2013? How about 2012? I don't know. I mean,
2: the game that I would bet my life on would have been Super Bowl 48. Did that go really well?
1: I mean, I I guess my question to you is: How did it work out? Pick
2: and choose, Peyton Manning. How did
1: it work out for for high flying John Elway in the '80s when he got his ass kicked Mm -hmm. by every NFC defense? And his head was on a swivel, and he couldn't do anything. And I suppose you're about to tell me, well, Dan Reeves held him back, and they didn't have any talent. That's the most convenient excuse. Tell that to Carl Mecklenburg. Tell that to Steve Atwater. Those tell guys that catch to Dennis passes? Smith. Did no. those guys catch passes? No, you hear they had no oh, talent. Great.
2: Tim Smith, who you mentioned earlier, he was a guy from the Redskins who was Super Bowl MVP. Yep. Did John Elway throw passes? Did, did John Elway throw passes to Timmy Smith? No, Timmy Smith ran right through the Broncos' defense, right. which was a sieve.
1: How many points did the 49ers score against the Broncos? How many, how many points did the Broncos score against the 49ers? So my, Wait, 10? Was it 10? Uh-huh. Who's the quarterback? Who was the quarterback of that team? John Elway. 10 points in the Super Bowl. That blows. That's, that, that, fine. that's one of the lowest scoring but, out points. But, and not to mention, it was one of the biggest blowouts ever, if not the biggest. I'm not going to defend the games. Okay. They were ugly.
2: At the end but of the- what you're saying is they didn't play good football teams? You don't think those 49ers were good? That was one of the best teams in the history of football. I'll
1: take it another step. Go ahead. If the Broncos don't play in the AFC and they play in the NFC, they don't even make it to a Super Bowl in the 80s.
2: If my aunt had balls, she'd be my
1: uncle. No. you. All you had to do is get by Bernie Kosar. They got in. What difference does that make? The- it's like the NFC starting next year. If not Yankees, enough talent. If
2: the Yankees played in the National League, the American League wouldn't win World Series in the series
1: is in the 20s. What difference does that make? That's, the, that's the, stupid. The, the different. The difference is they the, got there. Do they? Does that count? That's great. So, so they played essentially, in my opinion, the minor league. The AFC was the minor league in the late 1980s. Very true. NFC dominated. Dominated. Absolutely. So my point is, it's a, it's a much easier road to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC in the 80s than it would be getting by the Bears, the Giants, the Redskins, and the 49ers. Mm. And by the looks of the final scores in those Super Bowls, okay. uh, they, they're they lucky to make it out of the division round. Okay. By that
2: rationale, let's just take a look at your bills. That's why they got blown let's out. Let's just take a look at your bills. Had the number one defense in the league. Did they play in the Super Bowl? Uh,
1: the Rams What had happened? The, the Rams had the number one defense in the league last year and got Torched by Aaron Rodgers. We're
2: talking about Josh Allen. You just said, yeah, effectively that John Elway because the Broncos got blown out in yeah. these games.
1: Did John Elway ever cross? Did John Elway ever put up a stat line like Josh Allen did in that playoff game? Oh, and fantastic, I mean, I'm I, no, no, fantastic. I mean, did he? Did John Elway ever do anything even remotely close? I mean, we're talking about the difference between the space between Earth and Neptune. That's how big of a gap it is between John Elway's best game of his career and what Josh Allen did in a playoff game. It that big. That big. Well, find John Elway's best game and you tell me, you tell me if he had these stats and running Oh, the ball. Uh,
2: Look, I, I he didn't I, I'm not I'm not gonna argue the stats. Good grief. They jump off the page. Yep. Let me ask you this. Uh when John Elway played. Yep was it a different offensive scheme were, were things a little bit different do you think john elway would have better numbers playing now than he did then I, yes or
1: no i do think he'd be better thank you i do think he would so be better. for us to compare you no, know no. stats i think is ridiculous but when but there's there's a metric where you look i'll give you a good example dan Faust is in the hall of fame and his completion percentage is 57% mm-hmm. so you have to adjust by era right of course it's only fair it's only and for elway you have to adjust by era and that's only fair. Right. Because the rules are different, can't hit the quarterback anymore, mm-hmm. Lester Hayes doesn't have stick 'em on his hands anymore. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But even when you adjust for eras, Elway doesn't make it in the top tier. And you can look it up for people who do this professionally. When you adjust eras, Elway's still one of the great. He's he's easily a top 10 quarterback of all time. No one would ever, no no reasonable person would ever, ever argue that. And I'm not saying, just so we're clear, I'm not saying Josh Allen's better than John Elway. I'm not suggesting that one bit. Especially because of what Elway has done. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, as far as physical gifts, physical gifts, hard to tackle, speed, arm strength, and he is a student of the game, and I don't need to go any further than that. Because you know all the stories about John Elway when he played. Mm -hmm. He understood football as well as anyone. But was he a student of the game like a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady? Hell no. He relied on physical gifts, and they were spectacular.
2: Absolutely. I agree. I agree that, look, Josh Allen is a guy who's got a, a, a ceiling right now that we haven't seen him reach. Right. Great arm. That, that that the last two minutes of the the, the Chiefs game, uh, some of the best football I've ever seen. Right. A quarterback willing his team to victory. I don't know how many fourth downs right. he converted, all those things. I buy into all that.
1: All I would say is I about all, all, all I would say about that stat line that he has, guy, mm-hmm. okay? Elway's done this plenty of times. Got three hundred and twenty nine yeah. yards passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He's done that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. That I'm not arguing with. Completing seventy three percent of those passes always never come close. Then running for nearly 70 yards in the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mahomes is a special kind of special. Josh Allen is a physical freak at his size mm-hmm. and his arm. Again, it's his teammate that said, I believe that he could throw the ball 100 yards. Okay, And it's not about how fast you zip the ball in there. Because you know what? Uh, Drew Locke has that problem, or he did when he started. He's got strong arm, too. The problem is you don't throw it as hard as you can when a guy's five yards in front of you. That's what Vince Evans used to do when I used to watch the Bears. And, and having the Elway cross is not necessarily a compliment. That means you're throwing it so damn hard that you're making it harder for your receivers to catch the ball. When I covered Joe Montana, you know what every receiver said about him? Every pass I catch is like catching a pillow. So there's a fine line between zipping the ball and making it a catchable ball. Did Elway throw a lot of catch? His deep ball was on a rope. Mm -hmm. But his short passes, were they all really as catchable as they they could have been? Like that throw to Mark Jackson. That was a laser. Did he really need to throw it that hard? Maybe. But those are all of his passes. God bless him. To have that type of arm strength, mm. but not always necessary to chuck it as hard as you can when someone's five yards in front of you and then they have a tattoo on their chest to show for it. I,
2: I can't believe you think, especially in this day and age. No, in this town. No, in, in this town. In this day and age, it, it, the town is well. You watched Sean Elway as well as I did. And always unbelievable. I, I Hey, I'll give it to Josh Allen for being a bigger guy. Hey, he's the up and coming. I think one of the up and coming quarterbacks in this league figures yep. to be doing this for a long time. Yep. In terms of athletic specimen, that's hey, absolutely right. I think you're discounting a lot when it comes to what Elway brought to the table, whether or not he brought showed it on a day in, game in, game out basis. You, I, you, I, know,
1: you know what he brought? Go a ahead. Big thing. His teammates loved him. Loved him, and that's a, that's a hard that's a hard trait because you know whose teammates all of them didn't love him, Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning. Not all of their teammates loved him. John Elway was one of the guys. Hmm. That was one of his greatest qualities. Greatest qualities. Great teammate. Steward of the game, little bit to be desired. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It?
3: One play in particular from yesterday's big game had a lot of former players up in arms about something that needs to be changed in the NFL. What is it? That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason watches Mile High sports.com. You can reach us Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com.
0: Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk.
3: Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, you guys mentioned it earlier on in the first hour of the show that injury to odell beckham jr and many current and former nfl players took to twitter to condemn turf fields following that non-contact injury to obj including former bronco river craycraft and many others but he was someone who played here so i figured i'd mention him by name Uh, should the nfl make a push for natural grass in all stadiums for player safety of course
2: you know it's funny i I watched That play and instantly you knew that there was something major catastrophic that had happened and so many times you you see a guy seemingly by himself it's almost like the injuries are worse if there's no one around and I don't know if there's a correlation between natural grass, synthetic turf. Certainly, Eric, I think we can agree More give.
1: That There's more give in natural grass.
2: We we can agree that the technology has gotten better. I remember right. the first AstroTurf they had, which was like those guys were just playing on painted concrete. right? But, you know, for somebody to mandate that you've got natural grass, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. And, and frankly, I don't know enough about it to say one way or another if it even make a difference.
1: I'll, I'll put it to you like this. And it's a crude analogy But if you are a cattle rancher and you want to sell your beef at the highest price and you want to have the best cattle ranching business out there, you don't feed your cattle crap. You feed them the best stuff, right? Right? Absolutely. If you want the best football team on the field, you don't have your players, your cattle, your commodities play on a field 10 times a year. Potentially, on crap conditions where they can just stand there and tear an ACL. And oh, by the way, what did Roger Goodell say to Stan Kroenke after the game? You have the best stadium in the NFL. Yes, you do, Stan. You have the best stadium in the NFL. Unfortunately, when it comes to player safety, you're not very good because your field isn't the way it should be. They should have built that SoFi like they built the stadium in Glendale in which that turf is on rollers and you can roll it out of the stadium and it can soak up sun and then they roll it right back in. Why they didn't do that at SoFi, I have no idea. Maybe to save a few bucks.
3: Before the game yesterday, uh, George Kittle tweeted out a graphic that has the stat 28% more non-contact injuries mm. in the lower body occurred on turf.
2: How are you going to get Stan Kroenke to rebuild that stadium? Jerry Jones, is he going to rebuild his stadium?
1: Well, it's all about money to them. They should be taking care of their cattle better if they don't want them to. Well, you
2: know what my immediate thought is. Yeah. Because, and I don't know what the investment is for a high school, but how many high schools here locally are switching to synthetic turf? I mean, if that is indeed, you know, a a, a valid, you know, uh, concern, the, the injuries are going to be, you know. 25% Twenty-five percent more common. Good grief! You know, let's not just stop it at the NFL level. We got kids playing peewee in high school football. You're going to be more susceptible to injury as well.
1: Right here, do you have to, what's your water bill on synthetic turf? Zero. What 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 uh, are what are your costs on fertilizer? Uh, zero. Well, what, are your, what are you have
2: you... to throw the? I think they ground down pieces of rubber tire. You got to there mix that go. in every year. But what, that's it.
1: What are your costs for maintenance? What are your costs for this? What are your costs for that? Nothing. What are your costs for the guy to mow the lawn? Nothing. So you save a few bucks and you feed your cattle canned corn and you wonder why nobody wants to buy your meat. At the end of the day, take care of your players. Feed them well, treat them well, and they'll stay healthy for you. Give them great training. Maximize them. Listen, Stan Kroenke just lost one of his best players. Fortunately for him, he doesn't owe Odell Beckham Jr. any money going into next year.
2: I don't think Stan Kroenke's losing any sleep. Not to defend Stan Kroenke, no. But in, in, until a players' union is going to stand up and say, "Hey, wait a minute," oh, the NFL there's players' a, union, there's a propensity for injury. Let's take a look at it. None of these owners are going to give a damn, and people are still going to watch on Sunday.
1: The NFL players' union is so weak <laughs> that if they try to negotiate, how weak is an it? extra piece of cake on the training room table? They'd be lucky to get a quarter of a piece of cake. Where from the have you gone,
2: Donald? Fear? They need somebody right. like that involved. They've would never had it.
1: Yeah, but the problem is the union's not going to stick together because players play for such a short amount of time that they're going to agree to pretty much anything because their shelf life is three and a half years. So that so so you're going to have a, it's impossible for those guys to stick together, and that's why the union's so weak. Mm. While like the baseball players use like the Teamsters. That's going to do it for us, Alex. Great job today, same with you, Danny. Arn Anderson, longtime TV veteran. Thank you so much for coming in today. I hope we could do this again.
2: Hey, great sitting in. I appreciate uh, Mace letting me jump in with you, and, and maybe we can schedule another Disneyland trip for him sometime that, soon.
1: That'd be great. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about what you said about Elway and uh, Alan. I'm going to go crunch some numbers, and I'll, I'll text you tonight. Okay.